Welcome to our first ever LCI podcast here at Life Church. This is an exciting time. My name is Justin Hutchison. I'm going to be your host. And uh, we are gathered here in one place, in one accord, with our very special guest. I love her. <laughs> Associate Pastor Corey Saunders. It's nice to have you on. It's great to be here. And we're excited for this. It's going to be a kickoff for our podcast. And I know it's going to have a lot of uh, information and a lot of, uh, really, discipleship in these things. And that's what mm-hmm. kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, you know, we, uh, we here at Life Church, we try to strive to to take opportunities to uh, draw a closer relationship, not only ourselves to God, but to help others draw closer to God. And I think one of the ways is through discipleship. So I, I thought when I thought about this topic, I thought about you, and I know that you're doing some things here at Life Church <laughs> for that. Yep. And so I'm excited to hear something maybe about that. Um, but how about you You tell us a little bit, if for those who don't know much about you, let's hear a little right. bit about you. What's all, what is Corey Saunders? Oh, wow, that's a, that's a big question. <laughs> um, although there aren't that many interesting parts to the answer, uh, to be honest with you. Oh, but, uh, I'm sure no, it's I, I guess, I, I mean, let's just start maybe from the beginning, right? So I've been in church, got the Holy Ghost in 91. One, I believe, summer in '91. Wow. So let's do the math there. What's that? Thirty years now? <coughs> uh, oh, probably wow. close to my birthday. Yeah. Oh. I was so. born in '91. Oh, okay. So there oh you go. Gosh. <laughs> May '91. So like could have been, been born when when. <laughs> there you go. You were born the first time. I was born the second time. Hey, hey, hey. preach it. There you go. Preach it. <laughs> so yeah, and so but no, I've I've um I had a really really good run since then, right? So. Um, I got into church actually on my first, very first service, right? Um, won't go into my whole testimony, but had met somebody that summer, and she brought me up to a senior camp service on a Friday night. Okay. And um, I'd never been in a church before. Well, aside from the Catholic church, I was an altar boy growing up. Oh, okay. I actually had an uncle who was a priest. Well, I guess a great uncle who was a priest. Okay. Um, so we had some, some of that, that, that clergy in the family. Right. Um, but I'd never been in any kind of a charismatic or evangelical church of any kind. Wow. Right. So this, it, you can imagine a camp service for the first shocker. time. Yeah. Shocker. Big time. Big time. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it was great. Got the Holy Ghost that night. Baptized, I don't know, about a month, month and a half later, give or take. Um, I mean, since then, I've been here in Arizona the whole time. Um, met, met my wife, uh, Yolanda, over at um, actually Brother Abbott's church. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Be- before before the construction of the 101 took it away. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> a long time ago. Uh-huh. Um, we had, you know, had, had both of our kids here in Arizona. Recently just got back from Seattle, yeah. spent 10 years up there. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, it, it's been it's been a blast. Yeah, really. Yeah. You got tired of all the rain. You want to come to a place that barely gets it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I will say monsoon season this, this year was fantastic. Oh, wonderful. Making up for the last two years, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we wanted to dive into this topic, and that's simply, you know, what's the importance of discipleship? Now, Mm -hmm. we hear that term discipleship many times. If you've ever been around a church, it seems like discipleship is a term that's thrown around. Mm -hmm. But let's kind of dive deep into what we think discipleship truly is. So what, Mm -hmm. what would you you take as a definition for yourself for what is discipleship? Right, so discipleship, in my mind, is an action, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that you do for the kingdom and really something that you're doing 
with somebody else in mind. Okay. Right. Um, if you think about discipleship, in, in my mind, right, there are lots of different definitions and, and different churches might look at it in different ways. But for me, it's leading somebody from the point in their life when they don't know God, right? Leading them to a point where they begin to get a revelation of, of who God is mm. and, and all of the wonder that God entails, right? Right. Um, you know, if, if you can think about it this way, I mean, you and I, and, and, I mean, everybody here, we have, um, we have our own individual stories, mm-hmm. right? And, and we've all seen some amazing things that, that, that God's done in our lives right. over the years. Um, you know, I, I can tell you, I, we don't have the time, and this isn't the topic, but I can right, start telling right, you about right. miracles that I've seen, right? Miracles Amen. I've experienced. Yeah. Um, and we all have, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And in my mind, I would love for other people to be able to have that same experience. Yeah. Right? There's no reason they shouldn't. Right. right? So if, if I can take somebody and kind of move them toward a path where they get close enough to God to begin to have that revelation really for themselves and mm-hmm. understand Okay, number one, there is a God. Right. right? Yeah. Exactly. Because that's a big that, that's a big problem nowadays, mm-hmm. right? People oh, yeah. just they don't necessarily believe that there is a God anymore right. with all of these bad things happening. Um, I mean, nine eleven happened. It was the big topic of the day. You know, mm-hmm. how do we um, how do we justify what just happened from right. a Christian worldview? Yeah. Right. Um, pandemic. Right. Where is God during the pandemic? Right. These are heavy questions. Yeah. Right. But at the end of the day, we know that God's in charge. Right. right? And getting somebody to a point where they can understand that and really, really revel in that, that revelational knowledge, I think, is to me what discipleship's all about. Because here's the thing, and I'll wrap up this answer with this. Yeah. When they get to the point where they really understand who God is and what he is capable and willing to do, capable of doing and willing to do in our lives, they... You know, will more than likely be willing to change. Mm-hmm. An open eye mode. And, right, exa- oh, exactly. Great yeah. way to put it, right? Mm-hmm. And they're willing to make changes in their own lives, right? To, to, to allow for God to come in yeah. and take up and take up the space that maybe other stuff had been taking up. Yeah. That's great. No, I, I truly I truly believe it's 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 guiding, it's it's nurturing, it's 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 giving other people opportunities to, to revelate and, and, and understand what you come to mm-hmm. understand yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's that's great. I, I I know that when you're reading the Word of God and, and, and you look into especially the New Testament, there's the disciples and mm-hmm. and there are many instances where discipleship is actually um, uh, uh, exampled out <laughs> mm-hmm. in the Word of God. Um, so why or do you think it's still Obviously, it is, but how relevant? Uh, relevant. How relevant. Yeah. Good. You know, the first episode. <laughs> uh, it is to the modern day church. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you look at the Word of God and, and you see it in the, in, the, in the New Testament, and you see how the the expansion grew and, and the mm-hmm. revival happened, and the thousands were were gathered into the church. But uh, how how relevant is it today here in the modern church? It is more relevant than ever, mm. right? Because People coming into the church, they've been they've been just battered for years in some cases with all these different perspectives and yeah. belief systems and you know who knows what other church you know they're coming from, mm-hmm. right? So getting them into a point where they're understanding right the truth of what God is, what God's all about, you know sure. who God is, the Godhead, 
um, you know, how to really grasp the power of God. It, it, it's, it's so relevant and so critical. Yeah. It, it, and and uh, the key here, I think, in my mind is in the process of discipleship, it's inevitable that you're going to deal with other topics, right? Topics of hurt, topics of loneliness, topics of um, rejection, bitterness, right? All these things just, in, in my experience, they organically come up, even if you're just doing a Bible study. Yeah. I mean, these things come up because right. you're, even if you're just doing one of the old school Bible studies where you're walking through the Old Testament, right? If, right. if you can <laughs> possibly keep somebody enthralled enough to sit with you for, you know, eight weeks, oh, sure. right? To walk through the Old Testament, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Um, there's all kinds of examples that come up in every lesson sure. that can relate to our lives, sure. right? Yeah. So, in order for the church to really be a healing station, a sanctuary for people, where they can come out of the world, come out of all of this just this noise that's happening out right. of the world, yeah. and, and allow them to get to a quiet place with God, right? Mm. I mean, discipleship. We can't do that without discipleship, right? Yeah. Oh no, definitely. No, I, I totally agree with that. And and the cool thing about it is, even back in the day, you know, when you saw common examples of discipleship. When you're looking at today and, and in the world we're in and the technology and everything we have, there's so many more varieties and ways that we can use mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to, to do the Great Commission, really, to, to, mm-hmm. to expand the gospel and, and to create mm-hmm. more disciples. So what do you mm-hmm. think, uh, you think personally, are some of the ways that we today can, can use or, or, or you know, opportunities that we can take advantage of to disciple other people? Yeah, I mean, there are so many, so many ways to do it, right? Right. And, and here's the thing, what what I'd like to see our mindsets, like, let me let me put it this way: the, how I'd like to see our mindsets change about discipleship is that it's not soul winning, right? Mm. I, I would almost like to get that that old terminology just erased from our minds, mm. right? It's not about soul winning in the context that a lot of us grew up with it, right? right? Yeah. The Bible says, he that wins the souls is wise. So it's a biblical term, right? So we don't want to totally erase it. But yeah. I think that the the notion of um, having a crusade and having a bunch of people flood in, but then the church not being ready to truly absorb them and disciple them, that's got to be what happens. We have to be ready as the church to disciple folks right. so that they truly become sticky so to speak, mm. in the church, right? Yeah. Because that just creates sustainability. It creates an environment where they want to stay more so than just a lot of excitement gets the emotions pumped up. A lot of new stuff is exciting, always is, right? Mm-hmm. But you, you really want to put them through a process, right, where they can begin to build upon that initial experience and understand that it's going to get a lot deeper, Mm. right and then be there with them along the way right 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 now that didn't really answer the question i kind of went off on a tangent there yeah so again first episode right yeah well no but, i think it's but, like how, how do we come <laughs> i think what you're trying to get at is how discipleship is how we take a visitor to a saint mm-hmm. you know how do we take someone who has experienced god and mm-hmm. can come to grow a relationship with mm-hmm. god and so, w- back to the question, wh- what are some ways do you think that we have nowadays that, that would help us to disciple other people? Yeah. So, so here, here's the way that I've, I've been thinking about it lately, mm-hmm. right? 
So it all starts with, with friendship, mm. right? Yeah. And then it moves, and I'll unpack this in a second, right? Mm-hmm. Starts with friendship, moves to relationship, right? And then it moves to discipleship, right? So you start thinking about who can I disciple, okay? Maybe ask yourself, who can I be friends with, right? That doesn't know much about God. Are there people in my circle of influence, so to speak? Mm. Right, people in my neighborhood, right, that I, that I rub shoulders with. People at work, people at school, right? Who can I make friends with, right? And just let them know I'm human, right? right? Yeah. I mean, everybody wants a friend. Who doesn't want a friend? Definitely, right? yeah. So just be friends. And that's kind of the start of things, right? Mm-hmm. But then this sort of organic process, you know, should be happening, right? Where friendship becomes a relationship, which in my mind, and, and people might think about this differently than I do, but I think relationship is deeper than friendship, right? Friendship is kind of a surface thing. When it becomes a relationship, right, you kind of go below the surface, mm. right? Below the line, so to speak. Okay. And it gets deeper, yeah. more meaningful, more substantive, mm-hmm. right? Where, you know, each person involved in the relationship is, is, is maybe more vulnerable to each other. There's, mm-hmm. just, there's just more going on between the people, right? And I think the most important part there is is the infusion of trust. Oh yeah, right? definitely trust. In, in a friendship, there might not always be trust, right? But if you if you kind of direct it, direct it into a relationship, mm. right? Then there can be trust injected in both ways, right? And while that's happening, you know, this friend that you've kind of brought closer to you, they're starting to trust you. Oh, by the way, let me tell you a little bit about my testimony. Right. Right. But mm-hmm. we, want, we want to be real. Right. And we want to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Right. And and to me, that's one of the biggest. I know it's a big buzzword nowadays, authenticity, but it's a buzzword for a reason in my mind. Yeah. Right. We, we want to be authentic. We really, truly want to care about the people that we're befriending mm. and wanting to disciple. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Right. So it's simply just using using these tools of, of friendship. Right. Letting it grow and moving to where. There's trust. They trust you. And then you can start drawing them in. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's easier to, to invite or to, to, to really speak to someone in, in a deeper, more connective way if you've already built the relationship mm-hmm. than it is to come up to Jimbo, John, that's in the grocery store. Absolutely. met for the first time. Yeah. So I think, I think that's, there's a lot of weight behind that. To, yep. to grow a friendship, to, to, to gather not only that, but to allow it to be nurtured into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then once that relationship is established, I mean, they by then hopefully they know that you are some sense of a, 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 a stable individual <laughs> that they can come to. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, that that speaks volumes. Yeah. And then it allows you to, to say some things mm-hmm. that might be not as easy to, to, to come across when you first meet them. Right. And so I think that's that's really important. And so when I think when it comes to and 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 to to move the conversation forward, yeah. I think when it what it comes down to is are these individuals, are these people who we uh, uh, strive to disciple and to grow mm-hmm. a, a relationship with? Are these people should they be handpicked or is this something that is like the word of God says for all? nations and, and, and all kinds of people, the Gentiles and the Jews mm-hmm. kind of thing. Is this something that we we should strive to 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 disciple as many people as we possibly can? I mean, are, are we looking at every conversation that we have 
as an opportunity to grow mm-hmm. a relationship so that that might grow into something more when it comes to you know even the kingdom of god yeah yeah so 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 let let's 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 walk through a day when we're yeah. when we're going to work and we're sitting down and we have coworkers around mm-hmm. also i think just to add to that what is the the fine line i mean how do we how do we build a relationship mm-hmm. with individuals but still i mean be logistical and common and and mm-hmm. we have a life to live right is there a balance yeah. to that there's got to be a balance. I mean, there has to be a balance to everything. I mean, sure. the Bible even teaches everything in moderation, mm. right? There's got to be a balance. Um, and, and I think I just keep going back to the whole friendship, relationship, evolution process, right? right. And in my mind, from my experience, it's always been so much more effective. The discipleship process has always been so much more effective if it's organic mm. and not forced. Sure. Right. Yeah. So. You know, it's tough in the workforce nowadays. You know, drawing that line is is important because people are so easily offended. Right. And you don't want to jeopardize your job or something like that. Right. And you want to be careful about your perception. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you want to make sure that people aren't perceiving you as being that fanatical, you know, Christian over at that oh, desk. Right. And, and, and they're afraid to go ask you a question about work because sure. you're going to try and proselytize them. Right. right? As, you know, as, but again, how do we avoid that? Be a friend. Okay. Yeah. Be a friend and, and let that friendship go deeper. And one thing that I was going to say too, with the, the prior question actually, mm-hmm. when we're talking about practical tools, right? You're, you're a fisher, fisherman, right? You like going fishing. Yeah, I'm a novice. Fisher. You're a novice. <laughs> you're probably better than I am. Oh, okay. um, guarantee you are. I, I, I don't even want to take a fish off the hook. Hey, I don't either. I wear gloves. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, that's, better now. that's my cheat. <laughs> so, so fishing, right? Instead of fishing for a fish, we're going we're gonna to be actually fishing for problems, mm. right? Fishing for difficult conversations. Fishing for issues, right? In, in whomever it is that we're trying to build that relationship with. Right, and why do we want to do that? Is because God works in problems. Mm. God works in trouble. God works in situations that are that, that that are breaking people's hearts and causing people pain. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we can kind of fish around with people and understand and kind of let them, and this goes back to the whole trust situation, right? right. You get them to trust you. Right. right. You start fishing around for stuff, and suddenly they're they're talking to you. Right, they're becoming more vulnerable. They're talking to you about, you know, a, a divorce, or, um, you know, s- s- some other thing in their life that's causing them pain. Right, you you name it, um, and then you have that's a, that's a great open door. Sure. Right? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, by the way, I, you know, I, I don't want to, f- I don't want to, you know, be too forward with you, but truth be told, I've gone through some pretty tough times in my life, mm. and every single time God's been there for me. Right. And, and what does that mean? Right. It's a, right. it's a big thing to say God's been with me, but you know, he's somehow given me peace to get through this. Has he fixed everything? No. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, some stuff he has, but some stuff he lets us go through and lets us experience it, even if it's painful, mm. but I feel stronger while I'm going through it. Right? right. And I feel peace about how everything's unfolding. Right. And I can, I can just go to him with all of these frustrations. So what I'm doing here is kind of walking you through one of these difficult conversations. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and to me, that's a great tool, mm-hmm. right? And it, it's a great way to 
again, be careful about cro- you know crossing the wrong line at work, right? Or at school, or with anybody yeah, else, sure. right? Um, anywhere and, nowadays. Yeah, yes, seriously, anywhere. <laughs> um, and just remaining authentic. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like, like I believe it or not, I really do care. You know? Right. I mean, it's, it's I, <laughs> I think there's a lot in authenticity. I think I think someone can tell when you're being authentic or mm-hmm. not. You know, so and I think that your words hold a lot more weight when they feel like you're speaking from what you think to be true. Yep. And so I agree with that. And so finding that line, but at the same time, always having and, and what we're going to talk about a mindset. Mm. So do you think that there is a mindset of discipleship? Is there a way to have a mindset towards discipleship? And and if there is, how do we attain such a mindset so that mm-hmm. it's always always prevalent in every conversation every Mm -hmm. every you know instance or even you know time in our life right so how 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 would that be this is my favorite question Mm. this is my favorite topic well one of them but i I love this topic right because it's so it's absolutely possible it's not that difficult and it's absolutely necessary right right so let's go back to the fishing analogy Mm -hmm. right when you go out fishing, right, I, I would assume, right, that you're doing a little bit of diligence to know, okay, where am I going fishing? What kind of fish am I fishing for? Mm-hmm. What kind of fish are, are, are there in the pond or the lake or the river? Right. right. You're trying to figure out how deep they are, how, you know, so you can customize how much of a weight do I need? What kind of a lure do I need? Um, do I, you know, how am I going to cast? How far do I need to cast away from shore? Can I fish from the shore in a boat? These are all questions that I would assume are relevant. Yes. If you want to catch a yeah. fish, right? They, they help. <laughs> right, right. And, and if you're if you're equipped with the right tools, right, should be easier to catch a fish, right? Yep. Yep. So, same thing with this mindset, mm. right? If I'm equipped with the Holy Ghost, right, first and foremost. Sure. Yes, right, definitely. Then I automatically have the right tools, mm-hmm. right? But I also need to be focused, right? So, let's think about it this way. The disciples walked with Jesus, right, for three, three and a half years, right? N- n- note this, right, a little bit off topic, but Jesus could have done a lot of things, right? We always we always use the, 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 the analogy, Jesus could have, he could have come down off the cross without having to go through all that, but he didn't, right? right. He also could have expedited the discipleship process for those 12. Oh, right? definitely, yeah. He, he could have, he could have spent a month with them, given them all that teaching in a month, worked a bunch of miracles in a month and then moved on to, you know, Calvary, mm-hmm. right? But he didn't, he took time. Mm. And to me, that's intentional, mm. right? So when we're thinking about a mindset of discipleship, we have to understand that we, we have to live with intentionality, right? And we have to live with a long-term view, right? We're not going to meet somebody and I'm, I'm not discounting the miraculous power of God, because God can do anything. Absolutely. Right? He can change somebody in one service, and they, they, they flip their life 180 degrees. Most definitely. Right? Yeah. But in general, you know, mm-hmm. what I've seen over the years is it takes time. Right? Now, here's the, here's the key. You know, as believers, as Christians, it's our, it's our duty to draw closer to God. It's our obligation. I, I would even say it's our privilege. Above, mm. above all else, right? It's yeah, our privilege. Yeah. And the closer we can draw to God, right, the more we become like Him, right? Mm-hmm. More 
of, like John the Baptist said, right? More of you, less of me, right? I need more of Jesus inside here, right? Yeah. Inside of here, mm-hmm. right? The more I pray, the more I read my Bible, the more I fast, the more I practice these disciplines, right? Which is a huge concept in and of itself within discipleship, right? The more I practice these things, the closer I draw to God, right? And the more I develop his mindset, right? And above all else, Jesus loved people. When he was walking on the earth, he loved everybody. Except maybe for the money changers in the temple, but that's (laughs) another story. (laughs) And he probably still loved them even when he was correcting them, right? Um, But he loved loved people so much that he hung on a cross and died for all of them that were there and all of the generations that followed and all of us here today, exactly. right? So if we want to be more like Jesus, we want to love souls too. We want to love people too. And we want that love of people to be our default mindset. Mm. You know, our default mindset, right? Um, you know, how many of us when we're driving on the freeway, somebody cuts us off, what's our default, right? Pray for them. Honk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are such a Christian, hey, Justin. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, I know what you We say. all have default reactions, yes. right? And the more we practice that default reaction, the more it becomes part of us. Right. Right. Um, if you talk about any, if you talk to any athlete, right, they're going to tell you that practice doesn't make perfect. Practice is practice. But let's see, I, I played tennis growing up, for example. Sure. You know, there are days when you just literally hit 200 serves, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all you do because you're practicing the form and you're trying to develop develop muscle memory. Right. Right. And once you develop that muscle memory, you don't have to think about what the serve, how to execute the serve. Same thing in golf, right? You play golf. Yeah. Right. You don't have to think about how I'm going to swing this club if I've swung the club that way 10,000 times, right? right, It's muscle memory. Muscle memory. So if we develop that same heart memory mm. and, and, and muscle memory in this thick muscle up here. Yeah, that's good. Right? So that it's our default setting to love souls. And how can we help souls? How can we win souls? How can I make friends that will become relationships? And how can I disciple them? Mm. Right? That's great. Yeah, I think I think with the mindset it comes like you said practice, and so we take time out of our busy schedules. I feel like we should take time out of our busy schedules to 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 work on that. Mm-hmm. It's not going to come overnight. It's not going to be easy sometimes. You know, selflessness is not always the easy route to take. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the overall picture, I think that's I think that's one of the big things is having the picture the big picture always in your mind mm-hmm. that's constantly reminding you like right. it's just like if i have a goal or something i want to do uh you know i have some people have goal boards or they have you know reminders or even they put something on their desktop that to give them a reminder of this is what i'm trying to achieve mm-hmm. i think uh when we draw closer to god and we read the word of god and we see exactly why we were put here on earth mm-hmm. i think it reminds us and it gives us the big picture mindset and mm-hmm. so uh, it helps us give a little bit more drive, a little mm-hmm. bit more initiative yeah, to, yeah. To, to, to not do what is always the easiest thing and to, to look towards having that kind of mindset right. and gearing towards right. those conversations. So I think right. that's really good. I think, you know, I, I honestly, uh, I think here at Life Church we do a great job at discipleship. 
Um, you know, there's always ways to improve, and mm -hmm. we're going to do that. But I think taking time to just think about discipleship. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, it's just in, in our conversations, it could slip our mind. Mm -hmm. You know, but that just comes back to the com the the the, uh, mindset, the mindset, the, the mindset of it, the, the, and de so the default, the yeah. default, right? Exactly. So that's that's great. I, I really do enjoy that. So yeah, just to wrap it all up, sure. what do you think you would have to say as something as a uh, commission or mm -hmm. or something you would just let people hear, either watching it or listening to it, something for them to stew on, something for them to apply mm -hmm. to their life. What would that one thing be about the Sabbath trip? Gosh, one thing. That, that, that's tough. Just one thing. Hey, you know. Um, you, you know I'm probably going to give you mo more than You can things. give me multiple. <laughs> that is fine. We got some time. We got, we do. Yeah. Um, so I, I think at the end of the day, um, let me approach this two ways. Sure. Okay. So I think first is, is pretty straightforward. Is examine your, examine your, you know, your social circle, your sphere of influence, so to speak, right? Just examine those that you interact with on a, on a regular basis, mm. right? And maybe even some family that you don't interact with because we can disciple family too, right? Right, exactly. Um, so it, just examine y your life in terms of who, you know, is around me on a regular, who can I possibly influence? And then beyond that, right, more than just using the carnal eyes mm -hmm. to, to kind of see and think about who, pray and, and, and ask, you know, when you pray, ask God, God, allow me to look through the, the, the eyes that you were looking through when you were hanging on that cross. Wow. You know, it's, yeah. the, the, let me, let me feel around with the heart that, that was beating in your chest when you were on that cross. I want to feel that love for souls. I want to be able to see, you know, what you see and, and where could I be a positive influence, right? Correct. And, and then he'll, he'll lead you and he'll direct you, right? That's great. And, and let me just throw this out there. I know we're wrapping up. We're at the end of this. But I think one huge bonus of this whole process, right, for all of us, is the fact that I'm going to kind of launch from a word you used, selflessness. Right. Right. When we're thinking about others and how we can bless others and how we can help others and befriend others, we're not dwelling on our own issues and our own tri you know, trials and problems, right, which right. is a plus. Yeah. You know, thankfulness is a big thing nowadays, you mm -hmm. know, in certain circles. I don't know why thankfulness had to become trendy, right? I mean, it's it's all about being thankful for what you're blessed with in your life, right? That's like huge. Yeah. Right? Bible says enter into your gates with thanksgiving. That's we're coming to every time we come in here. We enter into these gates with thanksgiving. Right. Right? Um, you know, I thank God all the time, right? Yeah. But I can only do that if I'm not, like, entrenched and stewing in my own problems. Mm. So if I'm looking around and I'm praying, God, who can... Who can I befriend? Who can I disciple? Right? And, and you're helping to give others testimonies about how God's helped you. That's perfect because right. it keeps you out of your own quagmire. Right. Right. Yeah. And it focuses you on what God can do for others. That's good. No, I, I truly believe that it's it's something that that should be important in our lives. It should be it should take precedent. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, hopefully something here today, something being talked about will 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 switch in someone's minds. And, you know, they'll gear towards that discipleship mindset. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly think, you know, discipleship is where it starts. You know, if, if there hadn't been discipleship, where would some of these great leaders be? Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, I can see multiple instances in my life where I've been discipled to. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I grew up in the church, and so I, I, lear- I learned from an early age, you know, the Gospels, and mm-hmm. I learned, you know, what the Word of God is and, right. and everything like that. But to tell you the truth, I needed yeah, the discipleship. Awesome. Yeah. There, was, there was points in my life where I still needed it. And yeah. so where would, where would some of the greatest leaders be if there wasn't those discipling and, mm-hmm. and, and, and helping build a relationship their own relationship with God. Yeah, so like spiritual mentors. Exactly. Right? Spiritual exactly. Mentors. So it, it's very important. I think there's there is a great importance in discipleship. Mm-hmm. There is there's a great importance, there is a need for discipleship and there is a calling by God for discipleship. Absolutely. And so we just need to have that mindset. We just have to look for instances, uh, opportunities, mm-hmm. things that God places in our lap. And I think God mm-hmm. will will give us those chances if we're looking for them. Absolutely. And so uh, hey, this has been great. It has. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed this. it. Yeah, so Our I. very first podcast. It, I'm, I'm excited for what's to come, but I'm excited for this episode. It's going to be, hopefully it's going to be impactful for many viewers. And yeah. and uh, thank you so much for being on our first ever LCI podcast episode. Yeah, it, it's it's a, it's an honor and a privilege to be <laughs> the guinea pig. Thank you very <laughs> much. It. Hey, you've been a great guinea pig. <laughs> Excellent. I lots, so. of, lots of feeding. So, uh, yeah. We want to say thank you so much for joining our LCI podcast today. We hope that something today in the conversation ministered to your heart. And if it did and you enjoyed it, be sure to share with your friends. Also, if you're watching on our YouTube channel, be sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell. That way you're notified every time a new episode is uploaded. Also, if you're listening to this, be sure to give us a follow. That way you're notified as well. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We're looking forward to the next episode and God bless.